Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Are you frustrated? Many followers of Messiah are indeed frustrated with their life. I hear them say such things as, life is not fair. And that's true. Don't expect to find fairness, or we could use a biblical word, justice in this world. If you encounter justice, praise God, but it's an abnormal occurrence. We won't find justice and fairness in this world consistently, but we will in the kingdom of God. And that's why our hearts need to be set upon the kingdom, being committed to its establishment and persevering until that day. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 73. Now, many times people look at others and they say, why is it that she gets all the breaks? Why is it that everything goes right for him? Why is it that this one violates scriptural truth? They transgress the word of God and seemingly nothing happens. In fact, it appears that their life is being blessed. They have so much and we can become jealous and envious of what they possess and where their life is going. We want to be like them. But here's the problem. We have a limited perspective, meaning this. We don't know how they feel. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what things that they might be experiencing from god god's judgment his punishment or simply a lack of joy and furthermore they have no hope in this world if they are indeed a rejecter of the things of god so we need to see things from the right perspective and realize with our own eyes from our own perspective our own knowledge we may not be seeing things correctly or accurately well look with me as i said to this book of psalms psalm 73 we're going to begin the first part of this psalm and this lesson and god willing next week we'll complete it but notice what it says first and foremost this is a psalm that was written by one by the name of asaf and asaf that name means to gather up and we should be gathering up the promises of God, the truth of God, and basing our life upon what God has said and having hope, which is such an important aspect for the believer, hoping in the promises of God, what his word reveals. So first one, a psalm of Asaph, and he says this, surely, good to israel is god 
Now, he makes a, a statement. He makes a affirming statement. Surely, meaning you can believe this. This is a manifestation of reality ultimately, and that is good to Israel is God. And then we see Israel is being parallel here to those who are pure ones of heart. So what does it mean, pure of heart? Those who desire those things that are in relationship to the character of God. They are seeking. Their desire is holiness, righteousness, justice, those things that are pure, those things that are are in line with who God is, his attributes. So we are called to be like God and realize something god although he is sovereign that sovereignty of god that doctrine oftentimes it's misunderstood it does not mean that that everything that is happening is is god's will that he is causing it for one purpose or another this is false there is much sin in this world people have been given the freedom to violate the will of god Many people are unaware of what the will of God is. Therefore, what they're doing and the outcome and the results of their actions have nothing to do with God's will. And judgment day is when God set things in his order. So again, don't expect the order of God in this world. Don't expect justice and things to be fair in this world at this time. What we're waiting for in the book of Revelation is all about this god bringing his throne and his rule his administration into this world that's what we're waiting for we have a sure expectation of that but now until that day happens we're going to see injustice but nevertheless god always and this is what he's saying god surely is good to israel to the ones who are pure of heart verse 2 now in the midst of of the reality of the author situation it is difficult to live faithfully in this world why there is so much against that and the objective of the enemy is to move you away and therefore notice what he says in verse 2 he says yes god's good to israel those who are pure of heart but he says but i almost and then he says my feet have have stumbled now it's a word which speaks to being moved falling away from where you intended to be and here again the context is having the enemy move us away he was stumbled meaning made made to fall made to stumble is the implication and he says almost as well that his his steps he says my steps they they slipped so both the staggering the stumbling the slipping is where he feels he's walking in a direction but he's being tripped up and that's the experience of living in this world all of that is telling us is this there is an enemy who is against us and therefore when we are walking in the truth of god according to the purposes of god 
we can expect the enemy to want to trip us up to cause us to fall that we might stumble but realize god is with us and god is there to strengthen us and notice what else he says he talks in verse 3 about for i had been envious or jealous of and this next word many bibles will say the boastings but it's really those who are evildoers their success so he says i was envious i was jealous of the success of evil doers and this goes back to what we talked about earlier and that is when we look at this world we see things from a limited perspective and we might think these people are having success because we only see a portion of their life and we only see their life for a snapshot for a a limited period of time we don't know all the other aspects that are going on in their life but nevertheless asaf is speaking and he says for i have been envious or jealous of the success of wicked doers and then most bibles will say prosperity it's not the word prosperity it's a word that everyone knows the word shalom and it means the fulfillment now we can think of peace or tranquility but in this context it's speaking about fulfillment what their life has amounted to from the perspective of the altar author and he says here the peace of the wicked ones i see i see the outcome remember that word peace can mean fulfillment i see what their evil deeds have brought about what it has fulfilled in their life and what he's saying is i don't see judgment i don't see punishment i don't see a suffering i don't see any of this i see the good things from my perspective that these evildoers are enjoying but once more that's limited to this world for a limited time you're going to see that that eventually those who are wicked who are rebellious who violate the word of god they're not going to always experience what they may be experiencing in the short term and even if they do until the day they die realize it is appointed unto man to die once and after that judgment god has not brought his judgment his punishment upon them yet they are going through this world belonging to the enemy and therefore reaping the rewards from the enemy and those rewards can be used by him as a source of discouragement in your life and my life if we allow them if we only look at things from our limited perspective and for the limited time that we might know them or observe them or only see the things that they want us to see they may be concealing a lot of hurt a lot of dissatisfaction a lot of uh, discontentment in their life sadness we don't know the whole picture and then he says look if you would to verse 4 and here again speaking from his limited perspective he says for there is not and this is a word for suffering affliction bruising 
he says there does not seem to be that bruising this hardness this this suffering at the time of of their death they seem to die peaceful and their health literally says health and then we have a word for being strong it's related to the word fortress so in regard to their health they seem to be a strong fortress so they have wealth they have uh, things that that are are related to an outcome that people are envious of desiring they seem to have everything in this world but again even if you should have the whole world but you forsake your soul at the end what profit of that what good is that realize what paul says he says i don't compare this this present suffering to be worthy to be compared with the future glory that we're going to have in messiah that is in his kingdom and these people they may have good times right now they may literally be having that they may not be suffering they may be enjoying good health but they don't have eternal life eventually their health will fail them their life will come to an end and they have no hope thereafter but we we have eternal life we are going to overcome death and we are going to be placed in the kingdom of god with the presence of god for all of eternity enjoying the blessings and the promises of god we need to remember this and not to allow our limited perspective to discourage us move on to to verse five now this is a word for most bibles translated trouble but it's a word of of laboring for something enduring something and it seems as though the the human troubling they they don't experience and with with man meaning like other men they are not struck stricken down they are not afflicted they're not uh, uh going through these hard times now again even if that's true it's true for a limited time judgment day will come upon them and all their 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 present day and this world uh, uh success and their their assets their prosperity their wealth all of that is going to not be a blessing in the age to come so we need to have not a limited perspective not just looking at things now from this world's point of view but looking from it from a kingdom perspective with other individuals they don't seem to be stricken like them but it's only a matter of time now because of all this this seemingly good things that they are experiencing that they all of that brings upon them a sense of entitlement a sense of pride notice what the scripture says look with me to verse 6 it says therefore their necklace is is pride and he will wrap up in a garment of their violence meaning this pride is what they have and in the outcome of that pride is that they are going to be 
in violence, meaning pride leads to violence. It leads to conflict. When I think I'm better than someone else, I'm not going to have intimacy. I'm not going to have unity. I'm not going to have a fellowship with that person. And this is what the scripture is telling us here. It's simply that because they they wear as a necklace their pride because of that. They are being wrapped up. This one's being wrapped up in a garment which is violence to them. It ultimately will bring conflict. Verse 7. And will go forth as fatness their eye. Meaning this. This term fatness has to do with a sense of dullness. And they're going to have, and this is what is so important, they're going to have a dull point of view, a perspective, a vantage point. They're not going to see things in the accuracy of reality. According to truth, their vantage point is going to be thick or fat is literally the word that's used here. And it goes on to say, that that what's going to really give them the the wrong perspective keep reading they overflow now it's a word for passing over but it means to pass over successfully and they're going to be the recipients this is the intent of the the desires now this is the word for pulling something and and taking hold drawing it to you And what it simply says is this, what their heart desires, they are going to experience. And you might say, well, that's a wonderful thing, getting my heart's desire. Well, if your heart is established, if your heart is pure, if your heart is is committed to the will of God and His purposes, having the purposes of God as your desire, that's wonderful. But these individuals don't. They have, look at the first part of this verse, they have a dull a fat perspective and what they desire are not the right things to desire they are all about being deceived they see things incorrectly they desire things that they ought not want and therefore they are not going to know that peace and therefore notice what it says they become defiled now i realize that many translations say they scoff But if you look at some of the best scholars in Hebrew, they look at this word and instead of scoffing, it has more to do with with a, a condition of being in the state of defilement. And that state means that you won't be blessed and because you're defiled, things are going to be incorrect in your life. That defilement is a, a, a handicap spiritually meaning this when we are defiled by by sins transgression iniquity that that defilement is going to affect how the spirit of god will function in our life it will grieve the spirit hinder the spirit and therefore we are going to be easily the prey of the enemy so look again they become defiled and because they are defiled they speak with with evil and oppression and from the high places they speak 
Now, this high place that they're talking about, most scholars see a, a perspective that is, is rooted in pride, rooted in thinking that they're better than themselves, that they are at a higher level, a more important place in this world, and therefore, they never think about blessing someone, helping someone. It's all about them. They think they're entitled, that people should wait upon them and help them and do what they want because they believe that they are more important than others. This is what the scripture is saying here. And notice, it just doesn't have to do with people. It says, their mouth they set against the heavens and their tongues walk forth in this world meaning they speak they're against heaven and they speak in a way in this world that reflects that they are against heaven they speak in their pride they speak for their purposes and they're going forth with that objective in this world verse 10 therefore and this is a good thing therefore he will return his people from there now what he's saying is this we can frequently find ourselves envious of that desiring that maybe being discouraged why oh god did they seem to have that good health but i just got a terrible report from the doctor if not me why is it that my son or my daughter has been been given cancer and and are not going to live a full life and they're going to suffer and die when this this children of the wicked ones the ones who have no fear of god the ones who operate not in humility before god but pride speaking against heaven why does it seem that that they are are okay and that they are are the ones being blessed he says here therefore he will return his people from there why the waters and then we have the word for fullness and some will say the waters of a full cup they they suck now what that means is they are taking in everything who's they the ones who are not of a pure heart those who have been defiled those who have that that wrong wrong perspective and it says he's going to restore his people move them back from that perspective what is that perspective well they are taking and drinking sucking dry from a full cup they want everything that they can get out of this world and this is not the perspective for a believer god's going to move us away and back to the right place to be he is going to cause us not to transgress where we ought to be in seeking earthly things earthly prosperity the wealth of this world because all of that as i've said many times all of that is going to come to nothingness in a moment god's judgment is going to destroy all the wealth in the world and therefore all this that these people have sucked dry accumulated achieved all this that caused us to be envious of those people we're going to see all of that comes to not and if we are pursuing that if we are being led by that desiring that how 
wrong are we? How incorrect is our perspective? We are deceived just like they are deceived. And therefore, God, because he loves and it says he's good to Israel and those of a pure heart, what is he going to do? It says here, therefore, he will restore his people from there. Not to have that perspective of wanting to suck dry a a full cup and take it all. Verse 11. They say, this is the the thing that we have to get away from. They say, how does God know? They don't believe in omniscient God. They don't think that God knows all things. And therefore, they believe that they're smarter God and they can outfox God and that they can do what they want and God will not know. They also say, is there knowledge? among the most high does he really know these things does he have knowledge of these things that god is able to to respond to to my life hold me accountable when i transgress what he says does does he really know that well i assure you he does and this is what it comes down to they doubt judgment day now one of the things on a true believer we know I mentioned it earlier from the book of Hebrews. It's appointed to every man, that means every woman, every human being, to die once and after that, the judgment. And that should have a sobering effect on your life. That you know that God's going to judge you. Now, you say, well, that's why I've received the gospel. Wonderful. And therefore, you will be in the kingdom of God. But that judgment also has to do with rewards. And we should want the kingdom rewards. Here's the problem. Satan, he knows that one of the most mightiest tools that he has is the wealth of this world. And he can dangle things in front of you and get you to pursue that, get me to go after that, and move us away from the will of God. How tragic. So we don't want to be deceived by the enemy. We don't want to pursue those things and be led astray. We want to pursue kingdom blessings. We want to receive the promises of God and that's found in his will. So they are unsure about the knowledge of God. We know what the scripture says, that God is not unjust that he will will forget our good deeds he's not unjust he's just therefore he will not forget he will remember all of those good deeds and god is joyful to bless his people and give us the rewards for faithfulness what does the scripture say well not too long ago i was teaching from isaiah isaiah 62 and it talks about the the savior will come and it says his reward is with him what's his reward well for the faithless eternal judgment but for the faithful there are going to be rewards and he is desiring to reward his people he loves to do that he loves kingdom blessings because kingdom blessings are eternal where the blessings of this world are temporal so look again verse verse 11 where it says verse 12 excuse me 
behold these those who want to suck the cup dry those who want all the gusto of this world everything that it has to offer that doesn't know how to to chasten themselves and wait for the blessings of god it says behold these are wicked ones and the tranquility of of this world this this tranquility of this world it says has has achieved there in their tranquility have achieved wealth they've taken hold of wealth and this has brought them what they think instead of tranquility of this world we could translate it as eternal tranquility and what they think is this they think that the the wealth of this world is going to bring them eternal peace and comfort and tranquility and they are deceived they have believed a lie so these behold they are wicked and the the eternal tranquility they think is in the achievement the possessing of wealth but now look at verse 13 but emptiness i have have merited my heart and i will wash in cleansiness or in purity my my hands so what he's saying here is this look again at verse 13 but emptiness i have merited my heart what he's saying is this i want to empty my heart i in and of myself have merited nothing and i want to cleanse myself why it's not about what i achieve it's about what god achieves through me he's saying i want to empty myself of my heart i have no merit i have not achieved anything i'm letting everything go because i want to be cleansed i want to be pure i want to be individual i want to be an individual that that only comes before god with with pure hands and then he says last verse verse 14 and although i am stricken all day and i am am rebuked at the mornings what he's saying is this god if we have that view god empty i want to just empty all of myself out i realize that i have no merit whatsoever and i want my my hands and it's this part the palms to be cleansed in in clean things this is what the author is saying and when that's the case he says even though even though i'm being struck by every day been stricken every day and be rebuked in the mornings meaning i have this constant uh ministry that god's doing and that is teaching me that this world is not where it's at god is a good god what did we begin with surely god is good to israel and god is going to strike us why to get rid of these things to not if we and this is something so important if if we just 
obey God and the wealth just the opens up and we get that. Everyone is going to start obeying God for the wealth. But what he's saying here is this. I can suffer loss. I can be, be struck every day throughout the day. But that's not going to change who I am in Messiah. This is not going to change how I live. God, I want to affirm that that without you, I have nothing. No merit. There's nothing that I can offer you. It's what you have done in and through my life. And, And he's praising God, that God rebukes him every morning. Why? Well, some of the scholars point out where it says, you know, mercies each day renewed. Well, many times we have to go through this, this, this rebuking, this, another word it could be, this, this uh, uh, setting things in order, this, this testing. And it's not testing in the sense of doing evil, but it's putting us in difficult circumstances, being rebuked at times, being, being punished at times that causes us to see things from the right view now this is what a godly father does many times he disciplines because he wants that wrong behavior not to be motivated meaning someone behaves wrongly and they may get what they want they may achieve the things that they want to achieve but the punishment is so that that individual he will learn that this is not right. And punishment is a way of changing perspective. Now, this is a big biblical principle. God is faithful to discipline those he loves. Why? He wants us to have a different perspective. We had the wrong perspective when we did these things. Now we're being punished so that we can have a different vantage point that we can see things differently and that we can understand that it's not us but it's him in us and it's only when he's working his will and his purposes then and only then are we acquiring kingdom blessings and this should be our utmost desire well i'll close for now and next week god willing will conclude the second part of this psalm psalm 73 well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch these teachings are in video form you may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week May the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.